He sits at the lunch table, alone, earphones in, scrolling on his cell phone. Today seems to be like most other days at school for him. Either he's totally invisible, or if he is noticed by somebody, it's only so that he gets that, what are you looking at, look. It wasn't always like this for him. There was a time when people wanted to be around him, and he was around more people. But something happened in that transition from grade school to high school. He has a loving family. He loves them, and, and they love him. He has a few friends, just unfortunately he doesn't get to see them quite as often as he would like to. Overall, he is a very happy and loving child, and the people that are in his life do truly love him. But it seems more often than not, life is a struggle. They live in the same house. They share the same last name, bed, and children. Fifteen years ago, they said, I do, bursting with joy. They were that couple that made others sick because they would finish each other's sentences at times. Fifteen years later, something's changed. They don't know why. Maybe it's the jobs or the kids or just all those things that seem to accompany married life. That spark that they talk about, well, that seems to be mostly gone. In fact, they don't necessarily care even if they spend much time together, go somewhere together, eat supper together, as long as they have that after-dinner TV time sitting there in silence. It's not that they don't love each other. They just don't know how they feel about each other right now. What they do know is, life is a struggle. She gets up before the sun and prays that she's going to be in bed before midnight. And she does her best every single morning to try to get her and her children out the door on time. Some days are easier than others. After all, she is a single mother with a headstrong teenager, an ADHD middle schooler, and a seven-year-old that still cannot understand why dad walked out two years ago. You will never hear her complain about life, about her family, or about all the hard work that she has to do in the long hours just to support the four of them. And every night when she finally does get to bed and her head hits the pillow, she falls immediately asleep because she is finally done with the day's struggle and knows that it's only a couple more hours till the next one begins. He wakes up at 7 a.m. every morning, takes a shower, and makes his own coffee. Most days are filled with cat naps, maybe tinkering around in the garage if he wants and has the energy and lots of meals and moments in silence. Wasn't always that way. But then three years ago, the love of his life for 45 years was called home to heaven. His heart is broken and is still not totally healed. 
He was starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy, but then the world decided it would be wise to have a pandemic. He was even going back to having coffee in the morning with the boys, the local coffee shop. But COVID killed that too. And so now it's back mostly at home in loneliness and silence. His heart aches. It's a struggle. These people all have something in common. They are all Christians who try to worship their Lord and Savior multiple times a month, if not more. They all are very aware of the glory of God. But the problem is that for whatever reason, right now they can just not see the glory of God in their lives. David had those days too. David struggled to see the glory of God when he was on the run from King Saul, who was trying to kill him. He struggled to see God's glory when Absalom, his own son, made him run away from his palace and throne. But on the day David wrote this psalm, it wasn't one of those days. No, on this day, when he wrote the psalm before us, he set his struggles off to the side so that he could give praise and thanks to his Lord and Savior. By faith, David knew that God always deserves praise. Praise and thanks aren't something just reserved from God when he was helping David with his struggles and against his enemies. David wrote in this psalm that God is gracious and reveals his glory in nature. Yes, as he says, the heavens tell about the glory of God. But David didn't stop with that fact because that wasn't enough. Nature wasn't enough to tell him where he was going to get his help when he faced any of those struggles in his life. And so that's why David focused in the verses that are before us tonight on God's promise to reveal his glory both in his word and also then that word working in our lives. David knew that God had promised him a savior from his own family who would come and save him and all who believe God's word and promises. And so that allowed David to set his struggles off to the side. As he meditated on God's word, he realized that God came to him and he was empowered by God's word. It was the only thing he knew that could actually revive his soul. It was the trustworthy thing in his life when there was nobody else in it that he could trust. He knew that when he was feeling inexperienced, he knew he could run to that word and God would always, would always give him wisdom. When he felt joyless, he knew that the Lord, when he came to that word and was empowered by it, God would bring him joy and brighten his heart and his soul and his mind and his entire life. And although he was rich beyond anything that you and I can dream of, he knew, he knew that God's word in every one of his promises was greater than any of the wealth that he had. That anything he put into his belly wasn't even going to come close to having the sweetness that the word gave his soul. Because see, no matter the sin, 
Whether David knew about it or didn't, he knew he had a Lord and Savior who was going to make him blameless and innocent. He had a rock and a redeemer who would empower him with the word so that his speech and his thoughts and his life and his actions would be a pleasing offering to God, giving thanks for delivering him and empowering him against every single one of his struggles. Have you felt like any of those people that I mentioned at the start? Are you feeling that way maybe right now? You are a Christian. You regularly try to worship your Lord and Savior. You are fully aware of the glory of your triune God. But for whatever reason right now, you are struggling to see the glory of God in your life. I'm here tonight to point us to David's example in this psalm. When you are struggling to see God's glory in your life, listen to David and run to your Savior and be, be empowered by God's word. Yes, nature tells us about the glory of God, and nature is one of the greatest gifts that God has given his children. But fishing and hunting, going to the links and camping, although they are blessings, they cannot fix the struggles in your life. And I'm a fisherman. If you've seen my office, I have a fish there that doesn't fix the struggles in your life. They will not empower you. Nature will not empower you and help you fix any type of struggle in your life whatsoever. Alcohol, drugs, possessions that we have made from earthly materials, they cannot fix your broken relationships, your broken hearts, or any other struggle that you might have. If they did, we would have a lot less struggles in this life, not more. No, if we actually want help in aid in any of the struggles that you and I face on a regular basis, like David, we need to run to the Savior and we need to be empowered by his word. It is the only thing that can revive this soul. As it calls you and me to repentance through the law when we're lost or when we're wandering in sin, just like we heard in the Old Testament lesson. And yet God's word then turns around and it is used to give you comfort and assurance and hope in this sweet message of the gospel. God's word empowers you because it is always trustworthy. You can be certain that no matter what you have done in life, you have a Savior who came to live and to die and to rise for you. When you go to the word, just like David, you are empowered with wisdom from God, assuring you that Jesus' perfect life and his holy death on Calvary have washed your sins away, and now you truly are a citizen of heaven. When you meet your Savior in his word and in his sacraments, those, those things brought about by the gifts from nature combined with God's word, not only are you empowered by God's word for eternal life, but you can be assured that you also, in your life right now, have a Savior who knows what it is like to struggle on this earth every day of your life. 
No matter what struggle you face, my friends, God's word is worth more than gold, and the gospel message of Christ crucified is so much sweeter than honey or anything else. If your struggle is loneliness or if it's feeling invisible, be empowered by God's word and know that you are not alone. You are not invisible. Not to a Lord and Savior who loved you so much he came to live and die and rise for you and he promises you that he will be with you to the end of time. If your struggle in life right now is relationship or not having a relationship or it's something else in life because it seems like your life might be harder than most because of an illness or because of a broken home or whatever else. Be empowered by God's word. Run to your Savior in his word and see there that you are promised that you will always have an all-knowing counselor, a perfect comforter, and a just a prayer or scripture page away friend. If your struggle is a broken heart right now, be empowered by God's word. And let your divine physician heal your heart and soul in his means of grace so that you can be resting assured that although right now you might be separated from that person you dearly loved who died in the Lord, you are guaranteed a blessed reunion in heaven, Jerusalem the golden, with milk and honey blessed. My friends, whether here at worship or with time at God's word in your own home, go to your Savior. Be empowered by God's word so that once you and I have been forgiven of our sins, and we have been healed in our heart and soul by that all-powerful word, you and I will be able to be like David, and we can see and we can appreciate then the glory God reveals in nature to us. And more importantly, the glory that he reveals in our lives daily, even when we're not noticing it. So that you and I, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, are able then to lead other people that were around to our rock in our Redeemer, so that they also can be empowered by God's word, so that they can see God's glory in the person and work of Christ in his church and in their lives as well. Amen.